Yo, what's going on? It's your boy, Big Wavy Roy Johnson here. Hello everyone, this is the interview queen, Alicia Too. This is the infamous Cameron Solis. This is the professional Nathan Cruz. This is Veggie. This is the Callahan Death Machine in the draw and the face of Impact Wrestling. The one and only shot with Thunder Willie Mac. This is Shreddy Break, aka Mr. Clangin' and Bangin'. And you're listening. You are listening to. You are listening to. Broken but glorious. Broken but glorious. Broken but glorious. Hello and welcome to Broken But Glorious on BBGWrestling.com. I'm Chris Lapp and I'd like to be joined by the biggest party of the summer, Nick Davy. Good evening. I thought you were going to say my email address then, nick.davy at. <laughs> <laughs> Thought you were going to reveal it then. <laughs> Your girlfriend's favorite podcaster, Lance Rivera. Hello. <laughs> and the Saturday Night Slam Master, Mark Fox. I love Mark. that. The Saturday <laughs> Night good. Slam Master, Mark Fox. Yeah, I'm good, man. How are you guys? All all good? Yeah, very well, thank you. All good. I'm not excited too bad. for the show. I'm not too bad. Yeah. I'm excited for the show, and I'm excited for SummerSlam. I mean, mm. I mean, obviously. Uh, yeah, I won't bore you in what, what, where I should be right now in Cleveland, Ohio, right now. <laughs> should um, you? After after arriving from Indianapolis, after spending the weekend in Chicago. But no, I'm in Hayward Teeth, Sussex, doing, <laughs> doing the podcast. But no, I, I am looking this weekend. Hey, are you telling me that if you had gone to SummerSlam, you wouldn't be sat here doing the podcast with us anyway? Uh, well, I, I think for America, I, when, I went to New Orleans, when I went to WrestleMania 34, I went there, by the way. I did suggest the idea, but I think Chris was very Chris knew probably how much alcohol would have at the time. So, so did we work out? We worked out it'd be about three o'clock in the afternoon, and you're probably really hungover or already drunk. Yeah, it wouldn't work. We <laughs> might how good would that be though? Just bring him <laughs> on while he's we'll, we'll do it if, 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 if I go back to the states. Well, when I hopefully I'll go back to the states next year if, if we get back to normal. Um, then we'll have to do it. Just, yeah, just for, just for the sake of it. Just <laughs> hear you going. Oh my God, that's a wrestler that. <laughs> look, look, it's John Cena. That's a lot of mate. You are gone, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so on today's show, we are going to create our perfect SummerSlam card. So, Hooray! Well, exactly the same as our WrestleMania perfect card. All right, so we all nominate a SummerSlam match for each category. The final card can't contain a wrestler in more than one match, and each match needs to be from a different event. So if we vote... Brett versus Bulldog as our IC title match, then Brett, Bulldog, and the 1992 SummerSlam can't be nominated again. So the categories are WWE stroke F title match, then it's the hey. second world title, so World, ECW, WCW, Universal. Um, any tag team title match, IC title match, any other mid-card title match, so US, European, hardcore, a women's title match, a non-title stipulation match and a one-on-one non-title non-stipulation match. <laughs> so easy, then, for you, easy for you to say. So yeah, at the end of each category, we'll vote. You can't vote for your own, so it's a bit fun. And yeah, so I've made, I did a, a random draw earlier today, so it's gone Lance, Mark, Nick, then me. So Lance, Yay! what category? <laughs> what category do you want to start with? Uh, I think we should probably start with the the standard one on one match, the the opener of the show. As I'm I'm looking at it, because everything else seems to look like it's got a title or a stipulation on it. Okay. So what I thought I'd go with is uh, straight away is AJ Styles versus John Cena. Oh, that's good. 2016. Yes. It's top of my list. 
I uh, I've just always loved this match. It was the uh, it's the real proper coming out party for AJ Styles. I think. Well, it's built as like WWE versus the Indies, wasn't it? It was like, it was like... yeah, it was the it was the whole it was what really put AJ Styles to the top of WWE, and then obviously he pushed on to have the uh, the title later in the year after that once he moved to SmackDown. Yes, definitely. So, uh, Mark. <laughs> right, I'm going to go for Hulk Hogan versus Earthquake from 1990. This whole match was based around Earthquake trying to kill Hulkamania. It was around that time. If you remember some of the incredible vignettes, like on the Brother Love show, where Earthquake sat down and squashed Hogan. Yeah. Um, and Hogan was, you know, the, the one of the best. It was one of the best vignettes ever, where it all went to like sort of slow motion. I am a real American. <laughs> With like boom, 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 boom notes in the background, really setting yes. the scene that the end of Hulkamania was due. Nobody was expecting anything like that whatsoever. And Earthquake just butchered him. Um, and then the match itself, which was the sort of the sort of you know the Hulk Hogan doing what Hulk Hogan does best and saying, "Nah, I'm going to knock you now." Um, to which he tries to do. On a, on a basically, Earthquake batters him for seven minutes and then he hulks up and wins with a leg drop. <laughs> so. Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> uh, that sounds like a standard Hogan match. <laughs> but it was, um, it was the, I mean, it was the first for me proper Hogan feud that I was fully invested in. I'd seen bits, like because of videos and things, of, um, Hogan versus Bossman and things like that, mm-hmm. you know. But in terms of Hogan versus a big, big baddie, it was the first one I was properly into versus them um, with 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 Earthquake and Hogan. Like that's the one that really encapsulated me the most at that age um, in nineteen ninety. So yeah, I'm going to go for Hogan versus Earthquake from nineteen ninety. Okay, Nick. Um, yeah, I, I had my heart set on the one Lance has said, so um, I'm to. Go through. Luckily, I've got quite a few, but I think I'm going to go for um, uh, Lesnar against Undertaker from 2015. Oh, uh, main event yeah. of the show. Um, well, that was cool. I think why I'm going for this match one because I believe it was actually a really good feud. It was kind of kind of the post feud from WrestleMania 30. Uh, obviously, no need to go into detail what happened there. Um, but um, I really loved their brawl on Raw, which was insane. Um, it was it was at a time where I was. It was a weird sort of thing, Banks. I think they were kind of trying to push the new guys with like post-shield split. Uh, Seth was one of the best things on the product, but yet they were still having, obviously, the the, the part-timers shot. But, um, it was mm-hmm. a really great feud from their brawl and raw. And I think given, no, there's no, there's no obviously denying the match at WrestleMania was crap because of Undertaker getting up, knocked unconscious sort of thing. Um, but this was such a great match. I love that little gift, the gift that's doing the rounds for Lesnar and Undertaker both started laughing. <laughs> laughing at, at each other, that's amazing. <laughs> that made my tummy full. It was actually quite scary, Undertaker, Undertaker laughing. And it made me like think of a genuine heat between the two. But um really liked it. And I actually quite like the fact that Undertaker went rogue. With the um, low blow, low, the low blow. I think it was quite a nice little touch. You didn't expect him to do that, but I think it just makes the fact that he's so angry with how much he hates and despises Lesnar that he's willing to do that. And um, the fact that as well, he actually needs to. Again, it puts it made Lesnar look like a proper beast again. Um, but no, that was my one. A really great match. I was torn by another match on this card actually, uh, but I've gone for Undertaker um, Lesnar from 2015. 
Yeah, I can't believe that was five years ago. It, it was slightly ruined because it was kind of weird that he was in the cold key or was a cold key in the club. Flies, doesn't it? It was. Yeah, I was because so the, 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 then the bell just randomly ring when the Undertaker was in the submission. Yeah, they didn't really ever explain that after it. They never so. explained it. I think they wanted it at the time, but they kind of wanted it to be a bit like WWE, like a bit almost like in football when like I don't know when the linesman gets involved. Um, yeah, I think they kind of wanted to do like. I think they kind of wanted to do some of that, making it like it's actually like a proper sport sort of thing with the ring. Because it wasn't the ring man who saw like he thought he saw him to take a tap in sort of thing. But yeah, I think it was all like it all went to YouTube and all it was was the, getting a bollock and saying from the ref as well. It wasn't even like <laughs> yeah. Triple H. It was, it was literally from the ref going, well, why'd you do that? I'm in charge of the match. We've never done that in the whole of WWE. <laughs> <laughs> in the whole of wrestling, in fact. When's the ring man ever got involved? But no, yeah, it didn't lead into anything, which was a bit weird. Um but yeah, I was trying not to focus on the, the crap part. Of <laughs> but yeah, no, um, but yeah. Cool. Uh, I've gone. Oh, I'm torn between two. I'm torn between the Fiend versus Finn Balor or Hulk Hogan versus Shawn Michaels. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll go the Fiend versus Finn Balor because I've got Michaels and loads of other categories. <laughs> yeah, I think this is the perfect introduction to the Fiend. His entrance music was entrance just made the whole show, and. I'm not going to go too deep, but just that next snap he did halfway through, the match was so brutal, and I know it was like a glorified squash match, it was only like six or seven minutes long, but I just thought this was a brilliant introduction to the theme, and Finn, Finn Balor just did his job perfectly. Yeah, it was amazing. Well, I remember this time last year when we did the SummerSlam pre, uh, post, uh, the, uh, the post-show um the review show, whatever you want to call it. Sorry, uh, <laughs> I we um, we've I, I was obviously I was so invested in the fiend angle. Uh, I was buzzing with how it went, but this part of me thinks, oh, I loved it. But then we got the fiend versus Seth after, and we know how that went, which was a complete complete uh, catastrophe. But yeah, focusing <laughs> on this match, amazing. Uh, it was the highlight of the night by Country Mile. Uh, last year, which was a really great SummerSlam for the record. But um, no, I mean, if you want to go back and listen to this show, listeners, you'll see my excitement of how much I love that match. I'm sure we talked about The Fiend for about 40 minutes. And yeah, like, we oh, did. We and how how excited we were going forward, <laughs> uh, where he was going to go, how, how great WWE had booked him so far, how great the booking's been. And then WWE booked him for the rest of the going <laughs> forward. <laughs> okay, so we go to vote. So... Lance, which match do you want? You can't pick your own. No. Um, so we've got Hulk Hogan and Earthquake. Yes. We've got Finn and the Fiend, and then we all. What was the? What was next again? Oh, my mind's not winning. <laughs> Sorry, Undertaker and on Lesnar. That was the one. Yeah, I think that's the one I'm going to vote for. I'm going to go for Undertaker versus Lesnar because I did really enjoy that match at the time. Because there's a really weird dynamic with uh, Taker and Lesnar as well. Because going into that, everyone was thinking that uh, Take was going to be the uh, heel, which I always thought was dead weird. Because mm. obviously he appeared and booted in between the legs of the show before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And I, I did. I really enjoyed that. Okay, Mark. Um, uh, it's going to have to be Fiend and Bala. I'm afraid, yes. lads, mainly because if nothing else, um, st- strategically. <laughs> um, <laughs> Undertaker's in about 19 of my other categories. So, no, but, but, but legitimately, that match, as Nick eloquently put it after um, after Chris brought it to our attention, it was bloody amazing. And we, we, we waxed lyrical about it after the actual event and the review that we did of the event last year. It, even if you don't care about another Fiend match after that, that 
first debuting match against Bala was spectacular and did everything he needed to do a monster squash match. Um, yes, please get to my vote. Okay, Nick. Yeah, I'm going to put the pressure on Chris here because I'm going to go for um, Styles Cena. As much as I love them, I'm not just doing it to be awkward. As much as I did love the um, Bala Wyatt match um, last year, I just think with in terms of storyline telling, but in terms of an actual match, Styles Cena was amazing. It was top of my list. So I was going to say that's probably why I'm going to have to say it because it was top of my list. Um, just absolutely loved Styles and Cena's chemistry, loved all of their matches. It was probably my. I, I think I preferred the Royal Rumble match at 2017, but um, it's a SummerSlam card, so it was still um, an amazing match. And yeah, love their feud, love their matches. Um, so it gets my vote. Yeah, I'm down to the decider. Yeah, I'm going to agree with Nick because yeah, again, Undertaker and Brocker and so many other of my matches. <laughs> I think there's so many better. Brock, Brock seems to be all as great matches or all SummerSlam matches. And I think yeah. he's had be- better SummerSlam. Slam matches and against the Undertaker, so so he's yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna have him. Yeah, AJ versus Cena is gonna be my pick. So that's our first match. Oof. A- AJ AJ Styles versus John Cena, versus John Cena. So is the opener. I'm <laughs> already, already having to cross some matches off. And... Yeah, so yeah any, I'm just any, thinking that as well. Any AJ Styles, any 2016, any John Cena any John matches Cena. you have cross off your lists. So many of my list is 2016. Yeah, I've lost Cena. a few. I've lost. I think. Yeah, I've, I've had. I've had a few. <laughs> cool. So oh, I've lost another one as well from back in the day. <laughs> okay. So Mark, you're next. I am going to go for right oddball one here, just for the crack. I'm going to go for the low mid card mid card title. Uh, yes. match and I'm going to go for a, a, a different one altogether. I'm going to go for Ted DiBiase versus Virgil for the million dollar title from SummerSlam 91 <laughs> because it, I'm not really going to be able to use the million dollar title that much more <laughs> in any of our you know um, any of our rankings really and it was the creme de la creme when you think about this match it was for the belt that, that Teddy Biossi had made, it was uh, fair enough. It was an unsanctioned title, but it was a title that was winnable on WWF programming. Um, and we've all seen the vignettes of how he had it made out of diamonds, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But it was more the storyline leading up to this for a long, long time. The really, when you think about it, you couldn't get away with doing a storyline like this now. But basically, yeah. Ted DiBiase had his bodyguard stroke kind of manservant in, in the form of Virgil, who he would slap around and he would have to be his lackey and do everything for him. The obvious description on TV when you're watching it is that Dollar Man's a very powerful, rich white man, and his bodyguard and shoe polisher is a black man in the form of Virgil. The whole concept of Virgil overpowering DiBiase in a match to win his prize and glory being the million dollar title mm. is just I just think it's fantastic and just a wonderful story um, culminating in a really fun match uh, in which Virgil, you know kicks DiBiase's yes. out of it <laughs> it's fun cool. uh, Nick? That's a solid match that um, um, I, was, I was just saying I really well described there Mark um, so from someone who's not uh, who, was, who wasn't born by then uh, sorry, <laughs> uh, really well described and um, no, you've kind of sold me on it even 
I appreciate that like vast majority of my picks are going to be well before other people's yeah, times. No, yeah, so I have to I have to use the upsell compared to the match yeah, odds. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, praising your one too much, I'll uh, go on to my one. Uh, my one's um, a bit of a funny one, one that you may have actually forgotten. It's a kind of a hidden gem. It's a US title match from 2003. Um, and it was a SmackDown fatal because obviously the US title was for SmackDown purposes then. It's a fatal fatal four way between Eddie Guerrero, Chris oh, Benoit, Rhino, and to- oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Guerrero, Benoit, Rhino, and Tajiri. Um, basically, if you love um, at the, a little bit of a back, I won't go into too much detail, but obviously SmackDown at this point was insane. Um, obviously, we know all about when Paul Heyman was booking SmackDown. It was outperforming Raw on a weekly basis. It was outdoing everything, and SmackDown was just class. But um, it, but we're just this. I was everything was just enjoy. Everything was just like. Everything had a purpose. Everything was just worth enjoying. And this was just a great... Fatal 4 matches, if you put them correctly, they kind of just... Everything rolls into place. There's been loads of great Fatal 4 matches over the years. But, no, just really, really enjoyed this match. Um, I, I loved all four men at the time. And all four men were legitimately had a great chance of winning. Obviously, Guerrero at the time was excellent. Um, ben Moore was Ben Moore. He was always, obviously... Obviously, fantastic. Rhino was a beast at the time as well. And Interjerry was up and coming. Obviously, I know he's floating around the Cruiserweight title, but he was obviously having some great matches in SmackDown 2003 of like Ray. So it really could have gone any way. Um, but no, fantastic match. And again, it's more credit to sort of Paul Heyman's SmackDown at that time. Uh, well, Stephanie McMahon's SmackDown, I should say. But I know Heyman was kind of doing the booking, I believe, at that point. Um, but yeah, no, really, um, really enjoy really enjoyable match. I'll 100% go back and watch it if you. Uh, if you're a bit scratching your head right now, thinking, oh, I don't think I've seen this match, really worth recommend watching it. I'm, I'm sure going to definitely go back and watch it because the like the concept of Tajiri, um, well, you've got two ECW legends in the sense of Tajiri and Rhino in there, which is obviously my cup of tea, you know, I love all that. And then two WCW Cruiserweight sort of mid-card legends in the sense of Benoit and Guerrero, um, obviously all fighting for a, for a, you know, a mid-card struggle, a mid-card title in WWE. It's just, it's just a clash of joy, really. Um, um, yeah, I'm, I, I haven't seen it since the time, so I'm definitely going to go back and watch that. Thanks for reminding me, man. That's <laughs> all right. Oh, uh, poor Chris. God, I didn't make it's any a cruel game. I didn't make any notes for any of us. Um, I'll go for... RVD versus Jeff Hardy in 2001 ladder match for the hardcore match. So it was a rematch from the invasion uh, from the match from the invasion pay per view, which is the pay per view got me back into wrestling for a short time in 2001, just for that that one year. And it was that match that dra- dra- yeah, I was watching again. Oh, this is alright. Glad you kicking and screaming. Yeah, but I, I was thinking, oh, this is all right. And then RVD versus Jeff Hardy, just kind of, yes, I love this. So when they had a rematch a month later, it was like, oh. And it, it kind of made the hardcore title kind of mean something. It kind of bit like it like a valuable prize because it was then to fighting over it. But yeah, I've not watched the match for years, so I can't go into much detail about the match, but it is one an amazing match. Lance? Uh, I'm having to scramble for one at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I'm going to go for this one because uh, I really enjoyed all 25 seconds of it. Uh, Chris Benoit versus Orlando Jordan. <laughs> United States title. <laughs> I enjoyed all 25 seconds of this match. 
I thought it was solid. You can't <laughs> complain, can you? It was there, and then it was it was done and dusted for the United States title. I really enjoyed it. Chris Benoit at his best, really. <laughs> I did, I, I did enjoy, after, on, I did enjoy after on SmackDown like them were doing all the challenges like how quick it did, like it was like yeah. it took it was longer to make a cup of tea and stuff like that. <laughs> it was it, like, it led into like a good story, but poor Orlando Jordan. Bless. All twenty five seconds of it was great. <laughs> no, that's the one I'm gonna go for. Okay, cool. So Mark, which one are you match are you gonna pick? I've gotta go for the fatal four way because Although, believe it or not, the reason why I'm going to go for it is because I forgot about it and it didn't make my list of, of potential backups. Yes. Uh, whereas RVD Jeff was the second um, second on my list. I would have got, mm-hmm. you know, cracking, I completely agree with the brilliant match, but that fatal four way was something else. Like, and you've made me really, really want to go back and watch it, Nick. So. It's 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 given me that kind of feeling, if that makes any sense. Yeah. <laughs> of like, oh man, yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. So I'm I'm going to be looking forward to that throughout this whole sort of this this whole show. To be honest with you, uh, I'm going to make a little playlist for myself of things to go back and watch afterwards. <laughs> but yeah, go for the fatal four way. Um, yeah, I'm going to go for um, yeah my my backup to that fatal four way. I'm going to go for RVD Jeff Hardy 2001. Um, yeah, I think you sort of said it all really, Chris. It was a great, I think with the invasion, I know it gets a lot of criticism and rightfully so for a lot of aspects, but I did really enjoy some of the mid-card feuds that were going on at the time and this was one that I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, it was hard to kind of boo, like RVD was like one of the most, he was quite over the whole, well, he was over the whole time during the angle and um, yeah, Hardy at the time. It's been Hardy, Hardy was sort of trying to get a singles kind of push going. Um just a really great sort of, um, it was just a great little sort of mid, one of the main, many mid card feuds that go on time. But yeah, amazing match. And yeah, you're right. It didn't. I love it when they make a mid card title mean something in like, in like a ladder match or what have you. So yeah, this gets my um, vote. Um, again, I'm going to go for Ed, the fatal four away because that was my first choice on my list. Okay, Lance. See, this is where we've got an issue now. I'm going to go for uh, Jeff Hardy in RVD. Ooh. So we're stuck at two, two each because that was my choice. Because uh, I always really enjoyed that match because I always really enjoyed the pair of them working each other and just the pair of them as performers in general. So could I bring up one to maybe change your mind? Because if you pick Jeff Hardy, then we can't have the TLC match in the title in the tag team title. <laughs> yeah, no, that does change my mind. Yeah, yeah that <laughs> four way wins. <laughs> Thank you for that. That's a, that's a good reminder. <laughs> cool. So, so our US title well, match is Way to sway me, brother. Oh, that's strategy with this one, boys. Absolutely. Yeah, Who's going to fall here? You've got four wrestlers and a pay-per-view falling, so check your bingo cards. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, all four of those as well, the good thing is, because no matter how, because that match is so good, maybe bar one. Mm, yeah, maybe bar one or two. There's at least two people in that match are probably aren't going to spring up again later on. So it's a good way to utilise a lot of talent yes. <laughs> in a fatal four-way, um, especially if they're undercards. So, yeah, good shout on that one. I think that's a cracking match. It's a good-looking card so far, lads, I've got to say. <laughs> Get two matches. I've actually lost I've had quite okay. a few full here. <laughs> Nick, your pick? Um, well, I'm just trying to work out what I've got left because I've had quite a lot knock over there. Um <laughs> 
I'm going to be annoying and I'm going to say, let's go for the women's. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to go for 2018. I'm going to go for Charlotte versus Becky versus Carmella. The brackets, the birth of the man. Um, but no, yeah. I'll focus on the match itself. It was a really good match. Um, to be fair, uh, women's wrestling obviously has been fantastic since. Uh, well, obviously, this was sort of peak of the evolution since 2016, in my opinion. It's been excellent. And um, I think there, this was um, a really great just triple threat match. It was one of the in 2018 SummerSlam was a really good show. And um, this was one of the sort of the matches of the night, in my opinion. Um, really great back and forth. Uh, just good triple threat match. But yeah, I think the talking point was after the match with Becky snapping. The crowd's yes. reaction was insane. As well, and WWE didn't want that. <laughs> I know WWE is <laughs> the opposite of what WWE wanted, um, but yeah, no, it was an insane um, after match as well. Um, but yeah, just um, yeah, really great triple threat match, and um, yeah, that's my pick for the women's. Okay, um, I was going to go for one, but I know Mark wants this one, so I'll go for <laughs> Ronda Rousey versus Alexa Bliss 2018 as well, where she won the WWE title, and can't just put announce that Ronda Rousey's here and kind of led into the triple threat match at WrestleMania the following year. It's only a four-minute no, like, yeah. squash oh. match, but I think it's the moment more than the actual match. So I'm going to take Charlotte versus uh, Sasha from SummerSlam 2016. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> what, from Taker and Lesnar was... Uh... Oh, yeah, it was AJ. Oh, no, I was thinking... <laughs> oh, see, I got my dates mixed up then. <laughs> oh no! Because I was sat here thinking, hold on, didn't? Oh, I thought Nick won. I don't know why, but it was me, and I was sat here going, "Oh yeah, I've won." <laughs> oh, see, I, I, there's also another one, but it wasn't for the women's title, but it was a women's match, and it was yeah. really good, and I really wanted to put it in here. Well, Can I? I think we'll allow it. Okay, we'll allow much. it. I wanted to yeah. go for for Charlotte versus Trish Stratus. Oh, that was a good one. I really enjoyed yeah, that yeah. match. It was yeah, a really great was. match, and it was it was great to see Trish come back as well. But I know it wasn't for the women's title, but I feel like we can we can sway it and pretend that it was. It was kind of a passing of the torch. Yeah, it was. That's why I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a very much uh, a Lesnar rock kind of feel to it. Yes, definitely. Mark, I think it's fairly obvious, isn't it? Yes. Ninety <laughs> four. Uh, uh, Bull Nakano. I know that we've obviously all that means that we won't be able to use her in the main event matches, lads. Um, so sorry about that. But uh, Bull Nakano versus Alundra Blaze. Oh. Uh, I know. So scratch, scratch them off <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the lists. Um, it was it was mint because it what it was for. It was it was the return of the. Um, the women's title pretty much like it had been out of action for a long time um and they brought it back to wwf programming um blaze being the sort of the poster girl i suppose for choice of a better term to become the the leader of the women's um revolution of the mid early 90s mm-hmm. so you had blaze was basically in a bit of a feud luna for sean at the time and she kept beating luna um so luna brought in uh, bull nakano Japanese absolute mammoth woman um, who was a great wrestler and just as big and as strong as an ox. And she came. It was a, it was a great fun match. It wasn't a hugely long match. 
but it was a uh, really, really good, fun, fun match. Um, Blaze got the win with that, obviously, as well. I mean, as we all know, it wasn't that long after that. It was within the sort of year after that that uh, Alundra defected and went to WCW with said women's championship title and dumped it in a bin. But it was all there in this match, and I thought it was a great match. It was a shame because the kind of after, after Alundra left, the women's um, division completely died a death again. And we didn't see any proper competitive wrestling in the women's division until the sort of turn of the century again, when the likes of China and uh, Lita, Trish and Cole were all wrestling um, uh, for the title at the time. So, you know, you're talking a good sort of easy five or six years until we saw any kind of what you would class as a woman's division of sorts after the fact. And then obviously, you know, that, that kind of, that was what it was at the time. It dipped off again until more recent years. So it comes in resurgences, and that was the one of the 90s, you know, the um, the Alundra Blaze era. And I think that match versus Bull Nakana was the pinnacle of it at the time. Yeah, definitely. And it was for being a women's match and being possibly in the top three matches of the SummerSlam card as well. It's probably yeah. maybe, maybe second behind Brett versus Owen on that card. Mm-hmm. But I'd was, agree with that. I think yeah. it was up there in terms of. A spectacle, a fun match to watch. It was probably, arguably, my second favorite match on the card, potentially third, but yeah, there or thereabouts. Obviously, Undertaker on the versus Undertaker is like super number one. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. So who's first, Nick? Was it Nick? Was it Nick first? Yeah, yeah, it was indeed. Um, I'm going to go for um, I'm going to go for your one there, Chris. I think I'm going to go for Sash, uh, Ronda Rousey versus Bliss. Um, I think yeah, it was just it was more of the moment thing. But I did, um, I did I'm just a massive Ronda Rousey and Alexa Bliss fan. But uh, no, great moment. And I, I think what like, I loved about it is it actually did look like it genuinely meant something to Rousey as well. It wasn't just mm-hmm. like some of these wrestlers who come in from other and they like mocking it. But she actually generally looked really buzzing. Like like the she embraced with her boyfriend after as well. So it just yeah. seemed like she generally did have a buzz about it. And um, and uh, I, I was, I, I think with her as well, people that started booing her, I know she generally hated the booze as well, which all apparent, but she was <laughs> fantastic in WWE, in my opinion. Love to see her back at some point. But yeah, um, hopefully this might sway her in coming back as well. You know, <laughs> um, I'm waiting for uh, that match. I'm going Blaze versus Nakano. It's just that's, that was going to be my first choice, but I knew it was going to be Mark's only choice. <laughs> so, <laughs> 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 so I'm going to go for that one. <laughs> Um, oh, it's difficult this because I obviously want my one to win, but <laughs> if I'm honest, I, I'm gonna have to agree with Nick and go for Chris's here. Um, in recent memory of uh, the last sort of five years or so, and you know, it's 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 no surprise that I watch bits and bobs here and there, nothing compared to what I used to watch, but that match massively stands out. So, yeah, I'll go for the Bliss match, it was, it was great. Okay, Lance, I'm, I'm gonna go for a lunge of and Bull Nakano. Just, just, just because it's such a, such a good match, and the pair of them are such iconic women's wrestlers, you can't overlook that match in the slightest. Oh, I'll change my option to to Nick's, <laughs> <laughs> because Nakano okay. and Blaze deserves to be on the card. <laughs> Simple as that. Uh, what what SummerSlam is that from? 1994. Have we decided on Blaze versus? Yeah, just to give that one. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, considering that you know, there's 
the other the other strategies there. But yeah, Nakano Blairs. Well, there goes okay. Jeff Jarrett versus Mabel, doesn't it? <laughs> hey, well, you know, that finally hasn't affected any of my matches. <laughs> oh, which one shall I go for? Um, okay, I'm going to go for non-title stipulation match and go for Shawn Michaels versus Triple H non-sanctioned 2002 match. Um, uh, Shawn Michaels return after four years from a back injury and they just beat the hell out of each other for half an hour. Somehow we, yeah, still did a super kick in jeans. I don't know how we does that. Yeah, yeah. How Shawn Michaels come back after four years of not wrestling and put on this match was incredible. It was just in utter hatred towards each other. It just came through and the storytelling was brilliant. Yeah, that's my, that's my pick. The unsanctioned match in 2002. Shawn Michaels, Triple H. I can teach you how to super kick in jeans, Chris. Yeah. I've done it a few times. It's not, it's, it is hard. It's not a fun experience. Don't how you just don't rip your pants. Super stretchy jeans. Yes. <laughs> I don't think super stretchy jeans exist in 2002. They're just normal cowboy jeans and his cowboy boots on as well. Mine are Primark's finest skinny jeans and they <laughs> haven't ripped yet. Uh, uh, Lance? So what I'm going to go for is I'm going to go for CM Punk versus Brock Lesnar. Oh. In their hardcore match from 2013. Well, it wasn't a hardcore match. It was more of a... Uh, no no holds, It was no holds barred, wasn't it? Mm. That's, yeah. that's the one I'm going for. It was just an amazing build-up with Punk trying to get his hands on Paul Heyman at every turn and then bringing him right back as the, uh, the Paul Heyman guy to, yes. then him, to then him beating him and saying, right, that's it, and Paul Heyman going, well, I've got Brock Lesnar. You've got to go through him to get to me. And the whole match just revolving around Punk trying to get to both of them. Yes. Oh, it was just such a good match. So, such a quality match. But at the same time, I've got another match with Brock Lesnar in it. That, so <laughs> it's a bit... Yeah. <laughs> so I'm a bit in two minds whether I want to win this one or not. <laughs> so I was going to go for Triple H and Shawn Michaels. Uh, Mark? Right, I'm going to go for SummerSlam 98 and say... Ken Shamrock versus Owen Hart and the Lions Den, yes. Den Saffron oh, as yes. the uh, referee uh, absolutely amazing the sort of build around this at the time was fantastic you had the really brilliant sort of uh, nod of the head to Dan Seven making his introduction to some extent here as well uh, bearing in mind that if you want to look at the statistics of uh, UFC and MMA wins Ken Shamrock has kind of won as many as he's, he's lost more than he's won overall, but Dan Sevens on something stupid like you know like ninety percent success rate in the UFC and mixed martial art, he's, he's winning records insane. So you've yes. literally got two legitimate badasses who are wanting a feud with each other, but one of them hasn't quite got into that sort of. He isn't a wrestler as such just yet. He's, he's there or thereabouts being Dan Seven. So you had this amazing feud between Owen and, and Ken going along anyway. Um, Owen was brilliant at this, even though like. I felt that the feud between Owen and Ken was just to build up and hype up to prepare you for the feud between Seven and Ken. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, like Owen was like the feeder, if you like. He was like the one who was sort of putting in all the hard, the graft, the effort, the legwork to make the matches look really good with Shamrock. 
to prepare you for this ultimate feud with with Seven going forward. Um, but everything about it, like the whole the whole build up, the training in the dungeon, everything you can think of, was just fantastic. And the fact that they did an octagon as well, yes, or a, a, you know, an octagon shaped kind of thing. <laughs> Just everything about it was brilliant. It was just unseen. It was it was new. It was different. It was good fun. Um, and both of these guys deserve a spot on our card. Um, and there's not very much else from 1998 either. <laughs> that we can uh, pick later on. So I'm just putting that one out there. Ken Shamrock, Owen Hart, Lions Day match 1998. Yes, that yeah, that was on my list. That was my second choice. Still, so. <laughs> okay, uh, Nick. Um. So I am going to go for because my first number one and two options have been blown away. Um, Sorry, I will mate. go for Undertaker against Edge, two thousand and eight. Had an yes. That was my um, pick. Yes, that was my third choice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, with this match, it was great. But obviously, I wasn't a massive what this was during my kind of hiatus from WWE or wrestling as a whole. Um, but I mean, I've gone back and watched it and everything, and and obviously I was kept an eye on the results. But this one, yeah, really great match. Um, obviously, I know the, the the rivalry got very personal as well with obviously Vicky Guerrero as general manager of SmackDown, uh, and then obviously I believe this was Edge's um, punishment from uh, well from cheating on Vicky before the wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he had to face Undertaker in a Hell in a Cell match. And the match delivered, and I think as well, um, once again, I mean, it made Edge look like an absolute proper star that he is today, um, and a legend in the industry. Uh, I know we obviously talk about his feud with Cena in 2006, but yeah, his feud with The Undertaker, in my opinion, will be always his best moments in WWE, in my opinion. Uh, just a great Hell in a Cell match. Yes. Oh, oh who am I going to vote for? Um, I'm going to go Sam Punk for Lesnar, because I thought that was amazing. Match and I really want to get them both on the card somewhere. Lance, oh, I was waiting for you to. I was waiting for you to say. I wasn't sure if you were done or not. I was yeah. like, is he, he going to say? <laughs> um, I'm going to go for the, the the Lions Den match. Oh yeah, <laughs> okay. Just so I can keep my options open later on. <laughs> Mark, yeah, I'm going for Nick's Hell in a Cell. Okay, Down we're to all voting tactically. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm torn between two. Uh, Lesnar Punk, I did love. Um, I really did enjoy um, that match because SummerSlam 2013 was probably one of my favourite SummerSlams of all time. But then I did love SummerSlam 2002 as well, and that was also one of my favourite SummerSlams of all time. With that rivalry between Triple H and HMK was something else. So I'm really torn. I'm going to go for because I think it's my favourite. One of my favourite ever Lesnar matches. I'm going to go for Lesnar Punk from 2013. Oh, um, and I'm proper shooting myself in the, in the bollock here because um, it's going to rule me out a lot of matches. Um, I feel like we've all got the same WWE title yeah. match now that you've said this. <laughs> um, that one from yeah. 2002. We definitely, we definitely haven't, like. <laughs> but no, I'm going to go for yeah, Lesnar. I'm going to stand by my go. I'm going to go for Lesnar Punk 2013. Um, yeah, just really, really. <laughs> Why did I say it? Blame I'm yourself, really lads. You could have really had torn. one and seven from 98. It wouldn't have caused you any bother. But no, no. I should have said Ray and Eddie. Yeah, no, I'm going <laughs> to go for Lesnar. Yeah, that, well, that wouldn't have been allowed. Oh, Eddie's yeah, gone. we've already had the ladder match, haven't we? Oh, no. No, Eddie's gone. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll go yes, for, I'm yes. Gonna go for I'm going to go for Lesnar Punk. I'm going to stand by it. Lesnar Punk, 2013. Okay. <laughs> 
That's all my world title, universal title, ECW to match is gone. <laughs> we've all sat here and gone, that's such a good match, but then we've all gone, shit, what are we going to do now? <laughs> Hello, this is Fred Ottman, Tugboat Typhoon, the Shockmaster, the B-A-double-D, Big Steel Man, and you're listening to BBGWrestling.com. Cool. Uh, we're back round to Lance. So you've got a WWE World Tag Team and IC title match left. I'm going to go for the tag team title match now. Okay. Only because um, I've only got one for, for this. I'm, I'm going to look for a new World Title match. ECW. <laughs> I've uh, I've only got one choice for this, and that's uh, TLC straight yes. out. That's yeah. the only, it's the only it's the only match you need for this. I feel like I feel like that's one everyone's got. Maybe Mark, not Mark. But... <laughs> uh, definitely, it's definitely on my list. <laughs> it, but it's bottom, isn't it? I can feel I can feel the wrestling hipster just vibing off you over the call. Uh, uh, out of the out of the two out of the two matches I could be bothered to pick, it's second. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just that that one iconic match that. Just changed everything, wasn't it? You, it was you, class. It was how class. can you overlook that for SummerSlam if you're picking a SummerSlam card? I think it kind of ruined indie wrestling for a while because indie wrestlers was just trying to make do bigger and bigger and bigger bumps after watching that match <laughs> in front of like 20 people doing like bigger bumps than these guys were doing. It was like, <laughs> he basically he did, he did. I don't need to be outed like this. <laughs> <laughs> he did indie wrestling perfectly and professionally. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so how could it bounce back? It, it kind of died to death for a bit. <laughs> Just because I want to jump off a ladder, all right? <laughs> uh, Mark. Okay, I'm gonna go for. Um, I won't harp on too long. I'll, I'll go for Steiners versus Heavenly Bodies from '93. Yeah, yeah that's oh, a second. It was a really good match. It was a yeah. really solid <laughs> okay. match. The Sti- Heavenly Sweet. Bodies um, were a very underrated tag team because they weren't in WWF for very long, to be honest with you. Um, but it was part of that really fun angle with Cornette in, in the NWA, uh, the Smoky Mountain NWA kind of allegiance thing going on. Um, but the Steiners, it was pinnacle Steiners at the best before they left as a tag team to go to WCW pretty much. Um, I thought, as I say, both teams are, well, <laughs> Both teams were underrated in the sense that Steiners were before their time, in my opinion. They were brilliant in 93. They stood out. They were excellent. But they weren't there for long enough to be, in my honest opinion, be given the credit that the likes of the LOD get, for example. Mm-hmm. I think the Steiners revolutionized tag team wrestling. I really do, because they just brought that extra element of, oh, my Lord. It's like we had all the big lads for quite a long time, you know, your earthquake and typhoon and your demolition and powers of pain, et cetera, et cetera, through the late eighties, early nineties. Um, the brain busters, they were, they lasted the best part of a year. If that in the, in the, the turn of the set, the turn of that century, through the turn of nineties. Um, and other than that, the split, the rockers had obviously, you know, done their thing, uh, fast pairs, fast motion, wrestling but the steiners brought that sort of total package of wrestling that you associate with you know the likes of kurt angle for example he can do all styles you know that kind of wrestler the steiners had that about them they were a bit like the bulldogs in that sense um and yeah. i just thought they, they epitomized 
what WWF was lacking in wrestling at that point. So they just stood out as a force to be reckoned with. And I think when they left, it really severely hurt the WWF tag team division. But that particular match in 93 was a, was a really, really cracking match. I'm glad you, glad you say that one as well. I've, uh, I've always loved uh, talking to Tom as well. Okay. He's, he's a... Tom Fisher. Yeah, yeah I, always, uh, I always enjoy talking to him when, he, when I've uh, had seminars with him. So I'm glad oh, he's actually getting some recognition on here. They were absolutely class, man. Absolutely yeah, class. they were. Jimmy Del Rey, just a, just a great tag team. Sorry, you I didn't realise when, when you said that I was on mute when I was trying to respond. <laughs> they don't, but, uh, just don't get spoken about a lot, especially, they especially don't. Tom. You're right. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think they were a, they were a great tag team, really underrated. There was the comedy element of them trying to be like sort of sexy boys, but you know, being pug ugly. Let's be honest, and that that was the gimmick. <laughs> that was what was funny about it. You know, they were just yeah, throwing the stuff, trying to be sort of. Uh, they were like a decade late with that look, but it was just fun. Yes, it was just it was just really fun. Um, and they were, they were a great team, highly underrated. Well, not not underrated. Underrated is the wrong word. Highly underutilized and underappreciated in WWF in the nineties, basically. And that's the best way to describe it. Yeah. Okay. I'll go for um. I'll go for a 2017 match. Uh, uh, so Dean and Seth versus The Bar, um, Seamus and Cesaro. Um, being just the, the Bar have to be on here somewhere, I think, because they they are they were an amazing tag team. But I think this is actually at a time where the Raw tag team division was very strong. You had sort of Dean and Seth uh, reuniting. You had The Bar, The Hardys. The, the Bar and The Hardys had a great sort of few matches before SummerSlam in their feud. You had Enzo and Cass. Um, before they obviously did split up, um, and you also had um, uh, the, you also had Gallows and Anderson as well, and and yeah, so it was um, I, I did um, I did really enjoy um, I, I did really enjoy this match to be fair, um, and I think with it's just a great sort of tag team match with Dean and Seth, um, I think obviously being sort of two thirds of the Shield, uh, the Bar had so many great tag team matches. I really would like them to get back together one day. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, Definitely. No, it, it was a, just a really good. And um, yeah, as they say, do do do, Seamus and Cesaro. No, um, I, I love the Bar so much, and they really wanted that merch. I was so annoyed when it was out of stock. That one that was like the football shirt. Um, yeah, they they did. Some oh, they were merch. always good them. They were class. Um, no, I um yeah. So that's my match. It's a genuine shout, to be fair. Cool. I'm going to go for the Heart Foundation defeating Demolition 2000. No, 2000. 1990. <laughs> two out of three falls match. Oh, I don't know how you fit a two out of three falls match into like 14 minutes and make it so good. It was just... <laughs> but I think, was that when was when Heart Foundation, was that when he ended like the massive reign, wasn't it? Yes, it was. The re- the It was the longest tag team reign. Yeah, so, for a lot yeah. was it was it in history up until recently? Yeah, um, New Day broke. Yeah, broke Axe and Smash's record. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um, London and Kendrick nearly broke it, and they were like a couple of days off breaking it. But then New still, Day, still basically. breaks my mind that like the fact that London and Kendrick held for so long. Mad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, it blows my mind that as well because it. Well, probably because I was so young, it just didn't feel like um, that it lasted as long as it actually did. Yeah, yeah. No, I get you. Absolutely. Cool. So, who's first? You'll say Lance. Yes. So I'm I'm going to go with uh, the the body donners. I've got to I've got to uh, go with uh, Tom. 
can't can't diss him now that I've said that. I love to go into his seminars every time. I've got to go with that match. But it wasn't the Body Donners, so I'll let you off. Sorry, yeah, the Heavenly Bond. <laughs> I said the Body Donners. The Heavenly Bond. <laughs> Sorry, I feel like I'm a million miles hey, no. away then. Fair enough, fair enough. It was the same. Um, it was the same. He was in that team. Sorry, yeah. the Heavenly Body. No, no, I, can, I can completely just... Because <laughs> you know what? The, the, what I loved about the Donners oh, is that God. it was like a sort of... Um, it, apart from the actual obvious, the, the subtleties of the gimmick, if you like, that was, the, in my opinion, the next tag team to be in the fray of excellent tag teams that are massively underappreciated and underutilized. Mm. I thought Skip and Zip were like just so good as a tag team. Just weren't, were not used. Weren't they? They were so good. They really were. They really, really were. Cool. Uh, uh, TLC. Enough said. Okay. Yeah, TLC for me. Yeah, TLC for me as well. <laughs> you just can't. You can't Not have a lot of TLC, can't, can you? You can't, you can't have, have SummerSlam without TLC. Ah! We know what that does. We obviously know what that does because it means that other TLC options and certain wrestlers from other TLC options can't be used later on. Um, but so yeah, that's the, I, them's, them's my, the my, my, my last like, world title match was uh, Orton versus Christian, so that means all my... Yeah, I know. Yeah. That, was my, yeah, that was my first choice as well for world title. <laughs> nightmare lads, nightmare lads. I've got, I've got, I've got one I've got, left. I've got no matches left in that option. Um, okay. I had to think. Yeah, I've, I've lost all my options. I've stitched myself up. I've got one left. It's okay for that for the world title match. I'm all right. <laughs> we might just have to put yours in by default because I can't think of any What's that? Is that... I've, already, I've already thought of three off the top of my head. So. Wait, I've got mine. I know what mine is. <laughs> Watch it all be the okay. same one. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no deferring, no deferring. Okay, Mark, um, you've got... What have we got left? Uh, WWE, world title or IC title? So I'm going to go for the world title category. And I'm picking Booker T versus The Rock for the WCW Uh title 2001. The one that we... Did you hear that collective sigh that I just (laughs) predicted would happen? Yeah, and I'm so glad it was my turn because I thought, while it's my turn to go first, I'm going to get it out the way. (laughs) So we all now scramble to find another one. Feel free. I'll harp on about this match for a little while whilst you all do a Google search. Can you you, uh, go for about 15 minutes? Booker T versus The Rock, uh, WCW title. Um, Cracking match. Really, really fun match in general. I thought the, the I thought that it was the apart from the mini feud that Booker T had with Austin and the whole supermarket, you know, daft match and all that kind of stuff. I think this was the best that WWF used w, um, used Booker T around that time frame before we, you know, sort of evolved into King Booker and things like that later on in life. But around that time frame, this has to probably be up there with one of Booker T's best matches to date, in my opinion. That's including the vast majority of WCW stuff. Because I felt like, whilst I really like Booker T in WCW, I still felt like he was an up-and-comer rather than creme de la creme. Yeah. If that makes sense. I'd, and I know he had his run on the top in WCW, but he felt like he was he was so new to it by the time WWE bought them out that he didn't really have his chance to shine on top for us as a and, and cement himself as a full as a full on main event, you know, world champion. So I think coming over to WWF, he was almost he almost was like a, he had to step down again, if that makes sense, before building himself back up again because he 
he wasn't at the same level as he likes of Ric Flair and Sting and people like that coming over, unfortunately for him. But I thought his match with the with the Rock, he was fantastic. Um, obviously, the Rock w- walked away from that as as the victor in the WCW Championship. It was his, um, I think it ended up as his seventh World Championship uh, overall uh, by winning that title. But yeah, really, really class match. Go back and watch it if you haven't seen it. It's just just lots of backwards and forth and random runnings and APA turning up and all sorts going on. It was and Shane McMahon was playing silly buggers. It was good crack. Really, really fun match throughout. Yeah, Nick, I'm actually torn between a couple now. Um, yeah. But uh, no, I, I will go for um, uh, 2005 summers. Um, yeah, 2005 uh, Batista versus JBL. Uh, Batista had just come over to um, SmackDown and um, yeah, JBL, who was sort of after his first year of being fantastic here on SmackDown when he first turned into the JBL character. Um, and then, yeah, it was a sort of a, it was a no holds barred. It kind of made me laugh. I, I like JBL's kind of like conspiracy love of Teddy Long at this point where um, he's been Teddy Long just had it, had it in for him the whole time when um, JBL won like a match on SmackDown to be crowned the new WWE title or world champion for SmackDown, but then Batista was drafted at last minute to SmackDown. Yeah. So they didn't, they didn't need another champion. But yeah, it was just a, a hardcore match. So no holds barred. It did the job because I know they, 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 they haven't had a match at Great American Bash where it was a, you know, a DQ some way. But um, no, just a bit of a brutal hardcore match, obviously. And um, yeah, Batista with the win. Uh. <laughs> I'm glad I got lost on this one. Um. That's a good point. I'm gonna go Kane, Kane versus Rey Mysterio. We, this is 2010 going. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I, I can't tell you about the match. I don't remember the match at all. That's the only one I can see. To did, that's, where I'm, that's where I'm struggling. I'm looking at these matches like, did that even happen? Why Undertaker, did that happen? Undertaker returned after, but then just got overpowered by Kane. So it was even, even the turn after was rubbish. Yeah, the, the only ones I could add were I had Kane versus Rey Mysterio or Batista versus Great Cali is the only ones I could Great Cali's not on this list. Cali's not on any list. The all in disqualification. Okay, Lance. Uh, do you remember that match that happened and it was like, oh, here's one. Here's one that was good. It was sort of good. I kind of remember it. It's CM Punk versus uh, JBL. CM Punk's gone. CM oh, Punk versus God, yeah. Lesnar. <laughs> CM Punk versus Lesnar. I'm, oh, no. Do you reckon? No, no, it's fine. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Batista versus Great Carly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's actually a better match you could have gone for. I'm surprised you didn't say it sooner, all, to be honest. We all know the one that we're going to vote for, so it doesn't really matter which one I say. <laughs> this ended in disqualification. Uh, Ranjan Singh was there, so you know it was early on in the uh, Great Carly's career. Uh, the Great Carly was champion going into this as well. And he has to uh, win by disqualification. Oh, <laughs> I forgot CM Punk had gone. I keep forgetting things. <laughs> well, I think I think if we're going into the votes now, are we into the votes? Yes. I, think, just, I, yeah. I think Lance has um, won me over with the great Carly shout. Like, <laughs> um, what, just because he walked into it champion? Well, and, you know, I mean, to, let's be honest... For the great Cali to walk anywhere is a is a feat of endurance <laughs> and strength. So you can only applaud him for that. Uh, he struggles at the best of times. So um, to walk in as champion, yeah, I'm gonna go for the Cali Cali match. 
Okay, Are we all just. I can't remember who you said he was against. But uh, Dave Batista. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. <laughs> Big Dave. Big Davey D. Uh, Big, Big Dave. Um, I will go. Yeah, I, I will go for um, Rock Booker T. Yeah, I'll go Rock Booker T. Is that 2001? Was it? Yeah. Yeah. Nah, yeah, yeah Rock Rock Booker T. Left. Yes. Okay. Same here. <laughs> okay, Nick, you have got IC or will or WWE? Okay. Um, no, I'm going to go for, um, I'll go for IC, Intercontinental. I love the way we've done this, by the way, lads. A round of applause. We've kind of gone in order of title or prestige, in my opinion, um, in terms of starting at the bottom of the card and working our way up. So, you know, we're finishing yes. on the big one. <laughs> so, well done. Well done. Um, <laughs> Carry on, matey. That's all right. Um, I'll go for, um, I'm going to go for, uh, oh, I've actually torn between a good two here. Um, I'll take. Um, go on. No, it hasn't. I'll go for Seth versus um, Dolph from 2018. Um, what? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> That's okay. what I was gonna ask. Uh, yeah, no, uh, really great. Just a really good intercontinental match um, of the time. Match, really great feud as well. I think they actually main evented the pay per view beforehand in an Iron Man. Um, but yeah. I mean, this was a really this 2018 was a very poor year. I thought in WWE, um, following um, a very good WrestleMania weekend because I was there. Um, <laughs> I think the booking was very poor. It doesn't help having Lesnar as your champion who's not on the show for most of the time, especially for Raw. So the IC title did do a fantastic job in keeping it entertaining and what have you. Um, Seth was at his best the whole year. Seth was class in 2018. Um, and Dolph was back to his best with him and Drew McIntyre together. Um, their whole feud was brilliant. Their matches they put on were insane. And also it was good having Dolph and Dean because Dean Ambrose returned on the Raw before, which was nice, a nice with his sort of new look as well, the skinhead. And um, obviously yeah, Drew was in Dolph's corner. So, no, really great match. 100% would recommend watching that on the network as well. So, yeah, Seth Dolph gets my vote for 2018. Okay, I'm going to go with Bret Hart versus British Bulldog, 1992. Uh, we've talked about this match loads of times on this podcast. I don't think we need to go into too much detail, but yeah. Bulldog winning the IC title at Wembley Stadium in front of the crowd. 25-minute masterpiece. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to go into too much detail. We've talked about the match loads of times. So. Before okay. I go, can I uh, can I just ask? Nothing from 1991 has gone, has it? No, no. That's all right then. So I'm going to go for <laughs> Bret Hart versus Mr. Perfect because I, I, <laughs> I've been terrible tonight. I've gone for things and then everyone's gone. That that's gone, and I'm like, <laughs> oh shit. So I just wanted to clarify that it's an amazing match between Bret and Mr. Perfect. Mr. Perfect had a, a terrible back going to this match, um, yes. but um, wanted to. Uh, pass the torch over to Brett for the IC title and it's an amazing match and it tells an amazing story just just in the little bits especially where um, I always think back to myself Mr Perfect pulls Brett's hair to keep him in the headlock and then it continues on through the match where they're pulling each other's hair and Brett's getting um, Perfect back for it and it's a really good story of back and forth and retribution (laughs) retribution Mark? Uh, uh, okay, so I'm going to go for Austin versus Owen. Oh, I can't. No, Austin. Owen's gone. Owen's gone, hasn't he? Mm, first stumble of the night because I was going to go for that one myself. Right. 
you've still got, you've still got Michael's room. Yeah, I've got oh, don't you worry. So don't worry. I've got about fifteen here to choose from. I just don't, <laughs> know, I don't know which one to go for. Um, Warrior versus Honky Tonk Man. No, not even that one. I think I'm gonna go for. Ah, right, give me a second. I just want to do. I'm just gonna flip flip a coin between these two. I just want to. <laughs> we're all panicking. We're all we're all losing our 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 bits now. Our bits. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. No. <laughs> not losing me bits. I'm losing our picks. <laughs> um. <laughs> Come on, stand, stand. <laughs> right. Okay. I think I'm gonna go for. Sorry. I think I'm gonna go for uh, Ultimate Warrior versus Rick Rude. From SummerSlam '89, cracking match. Warrior was victorious. I appreciate. I've just spent ages there <laughs> trying to sort that one. I was trying to work out which one I wanted to go for. Um, it was it was mint. It was uh, Rick Rude was defending his championship. There's been a fun feud going on between these two for ages. Um, just really, really ongoing. Heen family basically versus the Warrior. It, that's pretty much what the storyline was to everything here. It was really, really fun. There was a point in time when pretty much all the Heaton family attacked Warrior on the build-up to the match, including Root hitting Warrior with the belt and stuff. Uh, it was just, just a really, really fun match. Um, it was, I think, let me try and think, I think it was one of the first times Warrior tried to do a suplex as well, <laughs> which was great to see. Um, but, no, it was it was great. It was really really fun. Um, so I'm going to go for Warrior Rude from uh, 1989. Okay, uh, Nick. Um, I want to go for the uh, the um, 1992 match you're on, Chris. I'll, I'll go for the Mister Mister Perfect match. And I'm I'm going to go for the Bulldog and Brett as well. Okay, Mark. Oh, man, this is so difficult because. I, I purposely avoided that match because I just uh, whilst I think it's brilliant, I think I prefer the perfect match. And I have to go for Brett versus Perfect. Sorry, <laughs> to be really annoying, the '91 match because it was top on two. It was top of my list. It was top of my list before Warrior Rude. Yeah, uh, I do love the Bulldog match. I just it's just it's just. I know. I, I know I, what you mean. It's almost blasphemy not to have Bulldog versus Brett in, but I just personally, I honestly think in terms of SummerSlams overall, mm-hmm. whilst that match is a great storyline to it, I just think the perfect versus Brett match was just, I, I, I just thought it was arguably the best SummerSlam IC match ever. I really do. It's really hard because once the, the whole, he's come back to England and main evented the show mm-hmm. and won mm-hmm. the title, it's a moment and then the other one's a full match that's just an absolute classic. Yeah. Brett in both typically as well. Yeah, I, 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 sorry, I have to go for Brett Perfect personally. Sorry to everybody who's going to hate me. Sorry to all the hate mail senders. Do we um, flip a coin for this? Because it is just hard. Because it, it's hard to either one of them. You can't really separate them. In well, I can't. That's why they were both at the top of mine. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it is a proper fifty-fifty. This one, like, so I mean. Maybe it is a flip a coin. Maybe we it have is. to flip it. Maybe we literally have yeah. to flip a coin for this one because I think. Um... I think I think it has to be for the amount of times we've mentioned it on the show. I think it's got to be Bulldog Hart. Okay. So yeah, we can't. We can't. We have to. We have to have a. We have to be able to flip a coin here because it's it's a legitimate two versus two. One. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, reckon, I reckon Bulldog's got tails, so he can be tails and perfect. Yeah. He's got a head, so he can be heads. <laughs> yeah. They pull each other's hair all the way through the match, so I feel like that's how it works. Okay. Yeah, right. Flipping it. Oh, bloody hell! Did you mm. flip it in? 
into a mug, uh, into my tea <laughs> mug that's finished, by the way. It actually has come down a tails. I will send photographic evidence, but it is actually... We trust you. I was worried he was going to say then it's landed on its side. Uh, it's landed, <laughs> it's landed, it's landed on its That's side. That's why it's into a mug as well. So, yeah, it's landed in the mug. It is indeed a tail. Okay. Fair enough. So it it makes sense. It works. Brett okay. Bulldog. So that... We can't argue with that. Okay, so I'm left with WWE stroke WWF match. I'm, I'm down to slim pickings, so I'll have to go with... Also, also go with Ultimate Warrior versus Rick Rude from 1990. Inside of the classic blue cage. Yes. Indeed. Great match. It was a really good match, man. A really, really good it's match. Uh, it's it's difficult to match. Go. Yeah, I used, absolutely. I used to watch it loads when I was younger because I used to have like three different copies of Self Destruction DVD. I don't know why. <laughs> it just kept popping up in my house. Fair enough. Yes, and as I said, I reckon Rick Rude and Macho Man were the only person people in the whole world who could get good matches out of Ultimate Warrior. He seems to just be something that he just gelled with them two wrestlers. And I know him against Hulk Hogan was kind of epic, but it's not a great match. I think it's the build-up to the match and the standoff at the beginning of the match is good, but he actually had decent matches with Rick Rude and Randy Savage, so that's why I'm going for Rick Rude. Every wrestler has, has, their, uh, has their wrestling wives that they, uh, they just gel with perfectly. Cool. Uh, Lance? Uh, I'm going to go with, and I'm just going to make sure now before I say it, 1996 <laughs> isn't gone, is it? Oh, you utter shit. <laughs> I'm going to give my... If, he, if, right, if you're going for 96 HBK Vader, then I'll, then I'll have to forfeit my option. Yeah, I was. For that. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Can we please keep that reaction in? <laughs> <laughs> the absolute anger in the voice. <laughs> oh my God. Lance won't go for, I'm going to go for 1996. <laughs> Balls. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I've nearly wet myself. But yeah, I'm going to go for 1996. And yes, uh, Shawn I'm... Michaels versus um, Big Van Vader. Yeah. <laughs> it was a great match. I really enjoyed it. The, the big guy versus the little guy. Even <laughs> even if Shawn Michaels did scream at Vader, and it was a bit <laughs> awkward, but it was still a good match. Oh, but I feel like that reaction makes it even better. <laughs> it's like when your mum's catching you doing something bad, and she's like, oh, "No, it's, it's nothing bad." Or you smashed her favourite ornament, and she's like, "I'm not angry. Just really disappointed. Can't replace that." Mark. <laughs> yeah, well, you're going to have to wait for a minute, unfortunately, lads. Um... <sighs> oh, my God. It's nearly <laughs> 10 o'clock. <laughs> I think this is the longest podcast I've ever been a part of. <laughs> I love how everyone's just gone. Do you remember how we were saying, I think this is probably going to be harder than the WrestleMania one because of the quality of the matches? And then we've come <laughs> down to going, yeah, nobody's got anything left. <laughs> I've, I've got nothing left. <laughs> Right. I literally had eight, eight WWE matches and they just kept going one I by had one. Five, and that was that was one. HBK versus Vader was one halfway through the podcast. I thought to myself, that was such a good match. I'll put that on. <laughs> and poor Mark's had it planned out. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've thought, built my life around that match. <laughs> my way of life. <laughs> I'm going to go for. There wasn't many WWE matches on the early shows, were there? There's millions, man. I'm there wasn't. I'm gonna go for the absolute classic, classic 
18-minute bout between Lex Luger and Yokozuna from 1993. Yes. And the reason for this is because it was tremendous. It was all based around... It was, there was a hell of a build around the whole... Um, well, Pablo's favorite um, maritime-themed WWE concept, which is the the uh, USS Intrepid, <laughs> the Body Slam <laughs> Challenge on uh, on Mister Zuna, um, the Lex Express was um, was was birthed to this very very concept of this match, and it was all about could Yokozuna be toppled as the champion by um, the basically the only American apparently in existence at the time because he was <laughs> Mr. Red, White, and Blue, um, Mr. Mr. Lex Luger. Um, the reality is he kind of died its ass a bit because Yokozuna retained the title because it was a count out, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yes, but it was, I mean, 18 minutes between Lex Luger. <laughs> Oh my lord! The it finish is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. Okay. I've got an official yes. SummerSlam 1993. You know the the the, the promo photo that they used of Yokozuna doing a massive bonsai drop on the American flag, and it says SummerSlam Fat Chance. Um, it's a massive, <laughs> yeah. a massive white poster with Yokozuna just doing yeah. a bonsai drop on the American flag. Now I've got that the the original promo signed by Yokozuna. So. Oh, yeah, Yoko's one of my favourites of all time, so I'm glad there was an opportunity for me to, to sneak him in here, actually. Um, okay. But <laughs> Lex Luger versus Yokozuna, uh, the greatest WWF <laughs> SummerSlam match of all time. Obviously, for some reason, in my research for this, just to go through and find every single match that SummerSlam's ever had, that that poster, I knew exactly what you're talking about because I've seen it about 17 different times tonight, trying yeah. to figure <laughs> out what to pick next. Thanks. Okay, uh, Mick? Uh, yeah, I would go for um, SummerSlam 1999. Uh, Mankind beating Stone Cold and Triple H in a triple threat match for the WWF title with Jesse uh, Ventura as the special guest referee. Um, so I won't go into too much detail just because obviously the time, but no, really great triple threat match um, at the at the time. Um, and um, no, really great main event to SummerSlam 1999. Can I just say how um, I didn't realise how quiet Nick had been for the past uh, 10 minutes as this has been going on, <laughs> because he's been the sneakiest of us all and gone, you, none of you have got any idea what I've got planned here. What's <laughs> 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 in Mankind and Triple H, not one of them have actually gone yet. And, uh, and we've all just gone, oh, forget about them. <laughs> We're arguing over HBK and Vader. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I had I had Austin versus Angle from zero one in, but yeah, so did know, I. Yeah. You know, I, we had to give that mantle to Rock and Booker. Yeah, my um, my number one was Rock versus Triple H versus Angle in that two thousand. So, so. Yeah, so, uh, my number one was longer. My my number one was um, um, in fact my number one was actually Punk uh, Brian Cena from twenty thirteen. So shall we vote and get this over with? Because it's been nearly two hours. Yeah. <laughs> two hours. Yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah. Um. Okay. So I guess first. Don't I? So I'm going to go with Nick. Okay. I'm going to go with Lance. Lance. Okay. I'm going to go with Nick as well. Um, I will go for um, Chris's one. <laughs> 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 who, who can I go for? 
<laughs> I love the way you did that. Brilliant. Um, so, no, it's, it's, they were all good shouts, kind of. And I think Nick's is a deserved winner there for the title match, actually. It's a cracking match. I feel like we should have all just voted for each other's just to just to make it awkward for the night. Another, another, another coin flip. A four-way coin flip. Jesus. <laughs> okay, so our perfect SummerSlam card is... AJ Styles versus John Cena, CM Punk versus Brock Lesnar, Alonjo Blaze versus Bull Meccano, Eddie Guerrero versus Chris Benoit versus Rhino versus Shajiri, Bret Hart versus British Bulldog, The Dudleys versus The Hardys versus Edge and Christian, The Rock versus Booker T, and Mankind versus Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Triple H. Brilliant stuff. Yeah, I'd I'd be up for that one. It'd be good, wouldn't it? Yeah, I'd have it. And an honourable mention, because I don't think we've said it as well, um, that we're going to chuck in. Is our dark match of the night, the Cruiserweight belts on the line between, between Neville and Tozawa? Yes. That's our dark match. What about the pre-show? <laughs> <laughs> what about the pre-show? Cool. Jesse Ventura's got on this card as a referee, but Shawn Michaels is nowhere in sight. Yeah. <laughs> Not for a lack of trying. I tried. Cheeky no. yes. shit. <laughs> it was probably in it. Most categories he came up with. So. And you right, just Lance. didn't win any of them. <laughs> Lance, anything you want to promote before we go? Uh, yeah, um, I've got t shirts still available at lanchevera12.bigcartel.com. And there is a brand new match up on my uh, Lanchevera YouTube channel between Brian Aderson, Rabbit Riley, and me and Jack Sinclair, the front line. Yes, that's right. Really, really fun. Watching that. Yes, I watched it. Yes, when did it go? You uploaded it last night. What? Oh, the when when United were getting knocked out of the Europa League, I <laughs> uploaded it because I had to do it part way through it. <laughs> Tears in my eyes. Mark, you got any shows you want to promote? Yeah, we've, um, might as well promote a couple of things that we're running at the moment. We um, want to first of all give a big shout out to uh, Kamala and the family. Yes. After the passing of Kamala from last week, um, I'm personally pretty pleased to announce that. There was a goal of 30,000 on the GoFundMe page. It went up, obviously, in increments when certain goals were being met. And the last one I saw was 30,000. And uh, they'd managed to surpass it, which was fantastic news for the the people who were trying to raise money uh, to help with the Kamala and with the family's um, funeral expenses and things of that nature. Because, obviously, you know, it's not not a cheap situation, unfortunately. Um, there's a lot of business in, in the passing of somebody and there's a lot of money involved in it. And it's... It costs a lot of money, and his poor wife gave up a job when he was falling ill in, in later years there. So um, hopefully that money can massively help the family out. And massive shout-out to absolutely everybody who took part in the raffle that I did on Twitter. Um, I think we raised about, just from that, we raised about 130 quid um, or so. That was oh, all went to GoFundMe, which was fantastic. So thank That's you to everybody who took part in that. Um, on top of that, we want to give a shout out to everybody. There's about a week and a half remaining for the Nick Aldis uh, promo competition that we've got in our pinned tweet where you can win um, the concept artwork of the figure that's coming out in the very near future. And Nick Aldis himself is about to announce the winner of a competition he's been running recently to win loads of signed merch from himself. Yes, um, Check that. that one out. It looks really, really fun. Um, want to give a shout out to Steve Jackson, who started doing a new show on, on our podcast called uh, uh, Where the Cruiserweights Play. Um, that was a really fun first episode. I listened to that on my lunchtime today. 
it's brilliant. He's brilliant. He's nailed. He's nailed something that we have struggled yet, lads. And he's managed to create an episode for a show for a series which is under an hour. <laughs> so, uh, he's uh, but no, it's really, yeah. really, really fun. Uh, he does a deep dive into the whole cruiserweight division, starting at the beginning. Talks about fun facts and stats, and um, he's going to be looking at particular rivalries. And we're going to plan a little see- mini series called uh, "Where the Big Boys Play." Uh, sorry, where the cruiserweights play. <laughs> away where the um where certain cruiserweights where you see them showing up in different promotions like an ecw or when they yeah. came out at wwf and what what they were doing at the time with the light heavyweight division so we're going to be playing around with that concept a little bit that and uh good. yeah it should be good fun um but obviously myself and pablo are still working on our co-video 1990s show as well so we're aiming to have a new show up on thursday so stay tuned Great. Cool. Uh, our thoughts also go out to the friends and family of Xavier, who sadly passed away yesterday. Yes. Former, former uh, Ring of mm-hmm. Honor champion. Um, yes, so our thoughts go out to them. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. Also, also um, so again, we've got plenty of interviews coming up in the next couple of weeks. Last week, So this week, I'll be releasing my interview of Reckless Tyler Devlin. He's the p- co promoter of R- uh, BWR. Um, British Wrestling Revolution in Greasby, that area. Uh, I think they're about to make their way into Hull. And yeah, I need to, yeah. I, yeah, it was fun talking to a deathmaster wrestler. I've never really talked to a deathmaster wrestler before, so it was quite fun. <laughs> and yeah, and he's a lovely bloke. He looks quite intimidating in his profile picture, so I wasn't quite knowing what to expect when I was interviewing him, but he was, he was lovely. <laughs> so. Uh, uh, Pablo also released an interview with author Ross uh, uh, Owen Williams uh, on Monday, and he wrote books of Hardcore Holly, Al Snow, Hornswoggle, and that, that's a really fun interview. I, I enjoyed listening to that on the way to and from work today. Yeah. So. <laughs> cool. So, and if you so if you enjoy our show, uh, follow us on Twitter. It's BBG Wrestling. Check out our website bbgwrestling.com, and we'll see you next week for our SummerSlam review. Adios, adios. Good night. Adios.